Welcome to episode 398 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And I'm your host, Denise Oyston. And today we've got a longer teaching podcast for you. And this is from an event that we ran over, we've actually, we've run it twice now. And it's our five-day recruitment marketing week. And what I wanted to do is actually give you the audio recording of one of the sessions. Now, it is about an hour long, and the focus of this recording is content, because content is more vital than ever when it comes to elevating you and your brand and getting in front of those new leads that you want and convincing them that you are the expert that they should be working with. So as I was planning out the podcast for the rest of the year, I noticed that we got this particular record and I thought, this is ideal material for you guys to to actually access. Now, obviously, I'm going to refer to certain slides because I've taken the audio audio from the video. I'm going to refer to certain slides, but it won't impact the recording for you. I share all the different ideas that you can utilize, talk about different content themes um, that are important for recruiters. I also share some content guidelines, which a lot of people unfortunately don't follow. And that means that content probably doesn't work in the way that uh, the way that it's meant to. And then I'm going to give you some resources and different things that you can uh, utilize to make things uh, much easier for you. So it's about an hour long. Bear with it. <laughs> it's one of those when you're driving around in the car that you might want to listen to, because I think you'll get an awful lot from it. So this is Denise. Let's hand over now to uh, the podcast and I'll see you soon. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your company growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profits. And what I want to do, first of all, is just remind you, let's go back to the roadmap. And uh, this is the area we're talking about now, go to market. For any of you that obviously you can see the roadmap here, it's in your workbook. If you want a separate copy of it and you want to download it, then if you go to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash RMS and basically tap that in and you'll be able to download it onto your hard drive. At the end of today, I'm going to share a couple of video links with you. This is around content and homework. And these are some quick videos that I did for our Superfast Circle members. I'm going to give you a link to them so you can go and watch them. And it'll probably make things a little bit easier for you. So hang on till the end. Let's talk about going to market then and content and how this works. These are the things I want to cover today that are important. They form like two or three different sections. The first couple of things, which is around the customer and buyer life cycle, I think are really important for you to understand how content fits in and the impact that it can make. Don't worry, I'm not going to share loads of data and figures. You can go and Google that yourself and find out all that online. But I want to give you the context of how content really will make a difference for you. And I know for many of you, consistency has been an issue And you've mentioned that about things that stop you. And I hope that when you see this and the impact it can make, that you'll realize why consistency really is key and 
during today, I'm going to give you some different ideas on, on how you can leverage things. I want to talk about some guidelines. I've got four guidelines really to, to stick to. Content themes, I'm going to cover those with you. And these are based on the fact that many of you may know that we have been writing content and we even had an agency side, quite a big agency. So I think we had 1.25 clients uh, to our agency side. And so the data that we have and what we're recommending to you is based on what we see is working. So it's going to be really useful for you there. And we've got, again, we've got a smartphone moment. Going to give you some content takeaways and some obviously some, some homework to get cracking on. So let's look at this particular framework. Now, some of you may have been on one of our webinars before called the Lead Generation Triad. If you haven't, then uh, drop us an email if you want a link to it and I'll, I'll send it over to you. And I wanted to share this because marketing is about creating demand. That's why you're here. And I would say that for the majority of you, you want more leads. And I just want to frame where content fits in this because content is here and content will impact your cold outreach, your current connections, who are both uh, your warm outreach and people that you're probably already working with. Content really is a driver across both of these areas. And that's something that I want you to just bear in mind as I'm going through everything today. So two things I want to share with you, first of all. And if you've been on a couple of our webinars before, you may have seen this, you may not. This is the bias cycle. And all you need to do is reflect on a high value purchase that you've made recently, maybe with a, a service provider in the recruitment space, maybe you bought some fancy pants software that you're using or whatever. You will have gone through this scenario and people can't buy from you if they don't know who you are. So people go through a process here. And they come into the top of the funnel. Remember, Sharon's going to talk about funnels tomorrow. And they go from being unaware about you and your recruitment service. And in some cases, unaware totally of the problem that they have, the recruiting problem that they have. And then they come down here and they become aware of you. And as they start to become aware of you, then they become more engaged. Remember, this is B2B. This is not transactional. We're not clicking something on Amazon and putting it into our cart. We are thinking about, I'm spending a few grand here. Should I be spending this money? Who are these people? They, they, they need to get engaged with you. Then obviously you come into dialogue and then we get the, the holy grail, which is people you're making placements for them. You're working in a partnership. And then uh, ideally, they, they refer people to you. Sharon, did you want to say something then? or did you... It was just something I think that's worth bearing in mind here with this. I think is we that... need to put on this. I know it's kind of like a little bit noisy, isn't it? Is that at any one time, there are only about... I've not finished yet, but anyway. But sorry, you've gone. I, that's my, that's my little thing, isn't it? Yeah, press the next button. Ah, oh, that's because I didn't know you weren't going to say it on that slide. I'll let do that then. There we go. So there's only three to seven percent of people who are ready to buy at any one time. And I think that's really important because it means that 93%, we have no idea where in that funnel people are. Absolutely. And so everything that you're talking about and talk about tomorrow, it's all geared about 
pulling people through that funnel and, and kind of like doing trial closes with them to keep checking where they're at. Sorry. Well, you know that we talk about nurture. You'll have heard me talk about nurture before. You'll have seen content that we share on LinkedIn and, and all the different platforms. And I think one of the things about that is that people need to know more about you before they say yes. It's very rare that people are going to say yes straight away to your offer, unless they're in a desperate situation. They need to have some understanding about you first before they will do that. The the rare time, I remember once buying a freezer on Christmas Eve because the freezer that we had at the time went bang. That's the sort of intense buying that people do. But let's just talk about what really happens. And it's people, we need to be pulling people through here. Now, there's something else that happens that I want to talk to you about. And I want to share this by talking about the customer life cycle. Now, many of you may know this guy. This is somebody called Seth Godin. He is uh, quite a guru when it comes to marketing. He's been around for a long time and he really does share some gems. Just Google him online. He's got multiple books on Amazon that you can buy. And he talks a lot of sense. And one of the things he talks about is how this customer life cycle works. And I think it was. I think it was either Andy or Aldrin that, that talked about how they want their customers to become loyal to them, to become their trusted advisor. They want to be the trusted advisor of their partner, their, their, who they're working with. And what we've got here is this is how it happens. So people need to know you, first of all, that's that building that awareness. They need to then get some level of liking. Now, it's not about people need to fall in love with us. But generally, there's rarely that we work with supply. Let's just call ourselves suppliers. Let's not get an ego about it. But there's rare that we can continue to work with someone who thinks, you know what? Can't get on with that person. Don't really like that person. So just take a couple of comments there. So Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N. Seth Godin, Moni. Go and check him out. He's uh, And he's got some amazing bestsellers on Amazon. So here, what we're talking about is how do we get people into this no like trust? So they actually start to trust us. So they think, right, okay, if it's a recruiter that I need, it's going to be essential personnel. It's going to be whoever that they work with. And this, this is really key in today's market because people have an opportunity to work with so many suppliers these days. The market's gone a bit crazy. I mean, after COVID, there was a huge kick up in the number of recruitment startups. So you are competing with lots of people. I think this year, the market's been moving around as well. And many people are doing more lead generation. So it's thinking about how do I start all these parts? And there's what there's a key thing here. It's about you've got to start by people knowing who you are. They then got to look and then that builds that trust really before people will start to engage with you. Now, I'm going to share some ideas here that are really important and ones that are totally possible for you to do. And this is where sometimes people miss the trick here when it comes to, to content and they, they, they use all pitch content without actually building any rapport to get people into this state. And that is the first thing we need to do is we need to 
really want to anoint ourselves, and it's great that I think it was Andy that talked about being like a trusted advisor, is we need to be the person that does the knowledge transfer. And this is where we lead with demonstrating our expertise by adding value. Don't worry that you think you're giving away the crown jewels. You're not. All you're doing is cementing yourself as, I am the authority in my sector. I'm the person that you need to be uh, working with. So we start with that knowledge transfer. This is the whole role of content. And as I've said, I think in the email today, for the first time in probably many years, smaller businesses, micro, I know we've got a lot of micros on here, can actually compete for the first time. And we start with this knowledge transfer because unless we're tr transferring knowledge to somebody and people are getting to know and like us, we can't influence them. Now, we could get into is sales about influence, is it about persuasion? Let's just say it's about influence. And we want to influence people and their reactions to us by showing them how good we are in multiple ways. I'm going to give you all the different content that you can use in, a, in a, as we go through this presentation. Because what that does then is it Anoint, and I didn't pay you to say that, Andy. So it anoints you as the expert. You are the person that people will go to because they've seen your content. Again, insights from things that you share. And when they are ready to work with you, you can influence them. Say, okay, well, really, I can help you with this. And you start to, because they're coming to you as that, as that trusted advisor. Does that make sense to people? Because you probably know that yourself, that you work with someone and you're, oh, I like them because they're friendly. They know what they're, they know what they're talking about or that, you know, they've always done good work, work for us. This is important. Now, I want to share with you an example from one of our clients because this is possible for every single person on this call. It doesn't matter whether you're working on your own, never done content before, and this is possible quite fast. So let me share here with you. This is actually, I'm, I'm blanked out there, but I'm, I know she won't mind. This is Karen, somebody that works with works with us. She's one of our Superfast Circle members. This dropped into our inbox a few weeks ago now, and this is around content. Now, I've just highlighted, obviously I've blanked out names that are not appropriate for me to be sharing, but here, just cast your eyes over this and look at the fact that, so this lady, and I'm going to say she's old school recruiter, she's a very good old school recruiter, but with in, in honesty, when she came, she said, I've not done much marketing. Denise, I've done very little. Is this going to work for me? And we said, yeah, absolutely it is. And she give her a due, trust the process. And she just kept moving forward. And you can see how this is a testimonial. And it was great. And we appreciate that she shared it with us, that this came through for her. If there's just one point to, to pull out here, this particular individual who is a client is basically saying, started working with you because I was getting added value. I wasn't just getting basic stuff. I was getting things about the bigger things like building my company, employee retention, all of the things so that she was branding herself as a real authority in the hiring and recruiting space. So here, it, he didn't want to have the classic, do you have any vacancies that we can help you with? He wanted more. So just to show you, this is what, at the end of this week, as you start implementing everything, then this is what's, uh, this is what's possible for you. So let me give you some content guidelines now. I think this is important because it'll make things a lot easier for you because sometimes uh, we notice people when they post content, they don't follow these guidelines. So let me just talk about this four of them I want to share with you quickly. The first one 
is content outcomes. Remember that your reason for posting content online, obviously, is to create more business. And you will do that through becoming the authority in your market. This is about trans transferring knowledge to people, knowledge about hiring, knowledge about careers, knowledge about you and your brand and how you can help them. So what's important here is thinking about what are we sharing here? Let me just check if there's any, any questions in Q&A. It's having enough content. Bear with us. I'm going to show you how you can do that in a second, Andy. So just hang on about having enough content. And there's plenty of ways that you can get more content. So two things about content outcomes. First of all, is make sure that you are transferring knowledge. But the second thing also is about having a call to action. There's so many pieces of content that I see online and people, there's no call to action. There's no, if you want to find out more, go here. If you want to have a conversation with me, send me a DM or this is my telephone number, give me a call or download this report or what do you think about this? So, so many other different things that people don't do when it comes to call to action. The next thing is let's just talk about tone and voice and values because people are, are very discerning these days and they want to work with people that have a similar values match to them. And I think one of the things about tone of voice that sometimes people get wrong is, so I think it was, it was Andy and I think a couple of other people mentioned that they are, they're working with corporates. It's not saying you have to look like this very attractive young gentleman here, but it's more about what is the tone of voice that you are using? We once had somebody that, that got on a sales call with us and said, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you too, because you, you don't swear online. And, and I know a lot of people do swear. I've seen a lot of people use the F word a lot on LinkedIn and that's for them. That's fine. That's part of their brand. It's not part of ours. And I think it's important to think, okay, what tone of voice do I want to be sharing? Because you need to be consistent with that tone of voice as well. It might be that you're a bit more edgy, you're a bit more fun, you're a bit more playful, or for many of us, we probably, I couldn't find anything that landed in the middle, but we, we might, more of us might be around here. We don't swear online, but we might tell the odd funny story. So think about your tone of voice and how you want to come across. I, and I'm absolutely certain you will see some people online and you'll think, God, I wouldn't post that. And you'll have others where you think, yeah, that's my style. I'd like to have, have that you know, slightly different tone of voice. And a, very quickly, a shout out to people here that have consultants. Um, I'm not a great fan of getting your consultants to write content and post it out online unless you know them very well and they have a values match to you. Because I have seen this happen on more than one occasion where a consultant's gone a bit off the rails. They've posted a crazy meme online that is totally not on brand. So just think about what you're posting. And my, my view is that consultants, there's a lot of other things they can be doing. And from a marketing point of view, you can leverage a lot of things that, that you do from a content perspective that, that can work. 
So that's tone of voice and, and values. I want to talk about some different modalities that you can use. Don't you just love that? It's a jargon term, but basically it's talking about using content in all its different forms that will actually hit all our senses because 40% of the population is visual. They like visual media. We have another section, I think it's 40% that's also audio that likes to listen to things. So think about mixing your content up. Just don't do just one medium. If you want maximum impact, if you want to get your message out to as many people as possible, then use different modalities. So we've got here, obviously, text. Text is still the best way. It hangs around online uh, online for years. It really impacts people. And for the majority of people on this call, it's very easy to do. We have a podcast. We mentioned the podcast, I think, the other day. This is audio, slightly more advanced strategy, but again, something that you can use Email, email is so untapped still for recruiters because they tend to use just a pitch email rather than building. And Sharon's going to talk more about this with the, tomorrow when she gets into to, to info. And then we've got like chat, we've got messengers, we've got WhatsApp, you know, WhatsApp. I know people don't tend to use WhatsApp in the US, but in the UK, it's huge as an opportunity. I know some people have different WhatsApp groups as well. And one of our clients actually has a a WhatsApp group for candidates that they use. So lots of different things that you can do there. Messenger as well and video. Some people I know they don't want to get on video, but honestly, that can be huge for your brand. And Andy, you were talking about where can I get content? You can make your own and do you know what you can do? Get on a video, really easy. And you talk about experiences, talk about things that can help a candidate or a client, go and get it transcribed, post that. So that's an easy solution for anybody on here that you can do. And that is possible for absolutely anybody on here. And then also I want to talk about design and I want to talk about brand. Uh, We would recommend Canva. I'm going to get onto that later. But also remember that when people are scrolling on their social media feed, that it's important to have something that stops them in their tracks and Canva can help you do that very cost effectively. So these are some of the modalities and the content types that you want to be thinking about. Now, when it comes to consistency, and this is a theme that's been coming up. So I put this slide in yesterday because I thought I needed to talk more about this with people. The first thing is you you need to set to get focused and say, right, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to start sharing content. Several things to consider then is, okay, Andy's talked about where do I get it? I'm going to show you that in a a second. And then it's about, well, how often do I share it as as consistently and as constantly as you can? But what is great about this, because it's going to build over time, is that you can leverage content in multiple ways. Just gave you an idea there with the video. You can record a video, get it transcribed. And then you can use that transcription and the video, and you can share both of those on LinkedIn at separate times. So this is about content is about leverage. And don't think that you have to write um, a piece of content and then it's used once and that's it. We have been sharing pieces of content of ours 
for years because it's evergreen and it answers a question. Here's a tip for you might want to write this down as well, is that go into your LinkedIn and have a look at some of the pieces. I don't know if any of you are on creator mode. I strongly recommend that is something that you do. In creator mode, if you go into the back of LinkedIn, it will actually show you where the content, how it's performed, the content that you've shared. So literally just a couple of months ago, I shared a piece of content almost word for word. I think I changed the image. Something that I'd shared four months previously that had done really well from the number of views that it got. And it actually got more views. So I was able to leverage that same piece of content. And that piece of content could be used in multiple ways. So you don't have to write something completely different for Instagram, something completely different for Facebook, something completely different for your email list. You don't have to do that. You are not a corporate. We were talking the other day about we are on a list, somebody's email list of a coach that we both like and follow. And this particular lady is a multimillionaire. And I see the same thing on her email as I see on her Instagram, as I see on her LinkedIn, as I see on Facebook. And I bought products from her. So it it obviously doesn't impact as much as people think. If you have got, if you're a corporate recruiter, great. You might have a big marketing department. You can have your Instagram person. You can have your LinkedIn person. You're not in that position and you don't need to do that. So don't overthink it. Piece of content that you can use, that you can create, can be used in multiple ways. I think there's that, that that lovely sort of phrase, and I did see something about where it came from the other day, and it's the name slipped my mind, but it's do what you can with what you've got where you are right now. And it's just thinking about how do you leverage your time and your resources to, to the, the most, if in the most efficient way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's consistency. And what I want to do now is I want to talk about content themes for recruiters. And I mentioned just earlier, very quickly, we had a content agency side to our business. I think probably just like a lot of people being really transparent when COVID hit, we just realigned our business and thought, what is it that we really enjoy doing? What is it that we want to do more of? And we changed our business model. But And we still write content for our Superfast Circle clients. But what we did is we actually used to collate all the data. I have written millions of words over the years. Sent me gray. And what we've done is we've based our content themes on what we know works for clients. We've got all the data. So what we're sharing with you is the themes that work for recruiters. Now, if you have another business and you're doing something else, don't necessarily assume that these themes would work in a different business that you have. They work in the recruitment sector. So let me share what they are with you. And then I'm going to give you some examples of them. So three areas to focus on. The first is positioning. Because people won't work with you unless they think that you can help them. And if you like this sort of two position pieces here, which is personal employer brand, but first of all, it's positioning around, is this person somebody that can help me? Do they know what they're talking about? 
Who else have they helped? Who are they? How long have they been working in the field? If I Google them, will I find them online? Will I find their Facebook page? Will I find their LinkedIn page? So positioning is about anointing you as an expert in your field that people can work with. And there's lots of ways to do that, which I'm going to show you how to do that. From a promotional point of view, I said there's no free lunch. You've got to promote what you do. You've got to promote your jobs. You've got to promote your case studies. You've got to go online on a video and tell people about the latest job that you've got. All of that is important as well. And I think the other thing as well that is becoming more and more important, some of you probably been working with companies and you just think they really need to change their employee value proposition. They're not particularly good. And how am I going to get a candidate to go and work with them? And it's the same here for you to be sharing things about personally. I know people hate this, but personally about you linked to how you can help people. I'm going to give you an example of that in a, in a second, but also your employer brand. Now, if you just look at the, this is one of those times that I would actually take a photograph of this. Because yes, you're going to have access to the videos for over a week, but take this and just think about building. I think, Mona, you were asking about your content. Build your content around this. I'm going to give you some examples of how you can do that as well. But think about the themes here that we have. One promotional piece to two other types of pieces because you need to build your brand. And if you just keep promoting all the time, you will completely switch people off. And you know that now because I've shown you the bias cycle. That's what it is that people actually, you, you need to take people on that journey. So these are the themes. So let me get into the first one. And I've used a, a client of ours. And these are some of the positioning pieces that, that we've got here. So in the middle, this is local news. And for some marketeers on here, you will know this as the halo impact. And basically what it is. I am connecting with people that I am in the know about our market. So sharing this as a way, so in this particular client of ours, the base up in the Northeast of England, and they're sharing about what's happening in the market, how things are growing. So they're demonstrating, positioning themselves. I have got my finger on the pulse. And um, this is Paul, the MD. You can see this is a long video. I think it's one of their short sort of content, 40 second videos. He's sharing just a, a quick tip uh, for people that's uploaded upon uh, online. People get it. People see him. So, and that is something so easy to do. And he's adding value to his mind. He's pushing, positioning himself as this is, and he's showing people who he is as well. So there's a bit of personal branding in that one. And then two pieces of content here. One is a report that that actually Paul is a Superfast Circle member. So we provide content for him in the form of a report. And this is about growing a company. Paul works in the finance sector. So a lot of people, when they're growing in that sector, as you will all know, they need finance people. And then here, He's got an example of, of what I've done here is just taken from his website is a blog post. And it's about people transitioning to their next management role. And of course, that positions him that he understands about management. So if he's got candidates that are thinking about the next management role or oh, Paul understands this, maybe we should go and talk to his company. So you can see how all this is, is being used to position him and his brand. So that's positioning. 
let's just look a bit at, at promotional. And this is one of Paul's team doing sharing about a specific role. I could have put a job ad on there, but I just thought it was appropriate to actually just share a, a video. The, the thing in the middle here is a piece from their social media, and it's basically calling out candidates to say, look, are you looking for a change? And uh, rather than saying, if you want a new role, then get in contact with me. This is like pre-selling as well, but it's promoting, we can help you. It's talking about 50 years experience. We are the sort of person, it's got a good call to action. It's got a telephone number in it or send me a DM. I don't know. I mean, how many people are sending out something like that on their social media? Just put a Y in there or a, an N just in the Q&A while we're here, just to see what people are, is anyone going to answer that one for us? Are you, are you actually doing a call to action like this, telling people how you can help them branding yourself? Nobody's putting anything in there. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. no, Steve, that's very honest of you, Steve. Well, only on the last, honestly, if you start doing that, you can see, take a picture of it, <laughs> reuse it, put your own words in it around it. That's the sort of thing, because you're just telling people, look, I'm here. To, I can really help you here. Just give me a call. Put your mobile number on there. Drop me a DM. Now, just here, I want to say about promotion as well. And I see this, unfortunately, doesn't happen as much in the recruitment sector as I think it could do, is what do you do with your testimonials? Do you have testimonials? Do you ask for testimonials? Think about all the hundreds of people you've placed over the years. So for something like this, this is, I always call it the horse's mouth promotion, because this is, you're not saying it, but one of your clients or one of your candidates is saying it. They're talking about how you've helped them. And imagine you've got this going around social media and people are considering working with you. And then they see your piece here. So you can see how that can help as well. So that's promotional. I'm just going to talk a little bit about personal branding. I think it's more appropriate to share our personal branding. These are two posts that I've shared and I've just basic good old iPhone. The one on the left-hand side, again, it was a personal branding post, but also was giving a few tips as well. And it was talking about, I call it the hundred strategy. I, it's from, I'm old school sales as well, that you've got to do make hundred calls, got to do hundred dials. So I just really shared something there and I just made it a little bit more playful about, we live in Carlisle, that's the River Eden. And I just showed a picture of that. People love a picture of somewhere slightly different. The one on the right-hand side is personal branding. And it's talking about, obviously we train people, we coach people, we really hold our hands when it comes to marketing. I was just sharing a venue in London, and this was, I think this was like eight or nine years ago at one of our training events. It was, I always remember that place because it was like Hogwarts. <laughs> and it was like, how are we going to this place? I think it's the Hoxton, wasn't it, in London that we ran this mm. event. And this was a bit of a mastermind thing that we did. And so I'm just talking about, again, just sharing a tip, bit of advice. And this is demonstrating my values. So I want to attract people to come and work with us that have similar values. So that's personal branding. LinkedIn post about your new, I, they come under promotional. They come under promotional only. So yeah, absolutely. This is employee, employer branding. 
Paul obviously sponsors something, the Velocities Award. So he posted about that on LinkedIn. Again, just think about that's employer branding, but it also is positioning him. These are two uh, of his lovely team members that he's very focused on growing and building his team and he's growing his company. So he's got a picture of his two team members there celebrating them. And just as a top tip, these sorts of posts always get lots of views, always get lots of views. So just think about how how you might consider doing that. So that's sort of like the different areas to think about. You must use multiple channels. And I'm sure there'll be some people on here that go, oh, my my clients aren't on Facebook. Oh, mine aren't aren't doing this. Trust me, they are. There are something like 3.7 billion people who are who have a Facebook account? I think something like is it the last data? Seventy-two percent of the UK population have a Facebook account. So please don't think that people aren't. And you want people to find you everywhere because again, what that does is it elevates you in their mind from a branding point of view that this is the sort of person we should be working with because they understand it. And remember, if I'm a client, I'm going to think, does this company actually know how to market? my roles are they any good so if people don't see much of you or the last thing you posted was four months ago i think i'd be concerned if i was a client so thinking of just, just yeah. on that just to chip in there i think some people perhaps might think that professionally their audience isn't sitting on facebook in the same way that they are on linkedin in the day and yet socially that can be different but the other thing is that the clients that you work with If their audience is an audience that actually is on Facebook more than LinkedIn, then your client wants that reassurance that you know how to use Facebook when you're representing them. And, And so I think there's that element of it as well. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about here when we come up to multiple channels is make sure that you are using your website. Make sure that when you have things on social media, you are driving people to your website as much as you can because you own that piece of real estate. And on your website, you have a blog page. Some people call it insights um, that people can keep coming back to that year on year. And that is a repository for all of your information. It helps to brand you. Google will see that you've got content there and that makes it email. Again, some people don't use email in the right way. They do the odd email blast rather than having a nurture campaign. We know about the buyers cycle now. It's important to be able to nurture these people. LinkedIn, obviously, uh, the majority of your business market, particularly your clients, are going to be on LinkedIn. You need to be posting on LinkedIn. And, and I think as we've just talked about, Sharon's just mentioned, good old meta is obviously your WhatsApp, your, your Messenger, your Instagram. For some I know we've got a couple of hospitality recruiters on here as well. It may be that Instagram is a really good uh, place for you to post because it's very visual. Hospitality is very visual. You're trying to hook you know, the, a new chef or whatever. That That's something to consider about with people that, that you're with. So let me talk about content options and resources for you. A really easy one is thinking about different software that you use. And I, I'm, yeah, if you, if you fancy working with Adobe, that's brilliant. You don't need to. Canva, you can do a, a lot on Canva. 
it will and it's updating all the time. I'd strongly recommend you get the professional version of Canva. It's pretty in it. I, I have no, I'm not an affiliate for Canva or anything like that. I would say use professional Canva because when you use professional Canva, you get access to a lot more things, particularly images. And people are really wired for images. They can communicate a message. And please don't go and grab an image off Google and think nobody's going to know until you get the image police chasing you. And we had one of, unfortunately, one of our clients, nothing to do with us before they started working with us, just to be clear on that. And they, they just grabbed an image and they got a couple of people actually hounding them down and one of them was going to take them to court. And there's no need to do it. There really isn't any need to do it because, I mean, clients that work with us, we provide images for them because we have an agency account with Shutterstock. But think about Canva. You have access to something like 5,000 images in Canva that are all copyright approved when you use that version, when you use the paid version, which I think is something like 100 quid a year, which as a business expense is nothing. I put photos, I put iPhone. The iPhone, we have, I mean, we're working with a very fancy pants camera at the moment here because we're doing a training session, but we will use our iPhone to do videos. You will see some of us, if we're connected on LinkedIn, you'll see little mini videos and it's Sharon and I, often they've been created on an iPhone because it's really quick. Um, And when you think about the, the ability of an iPhone these days, it's just like out of this out of this world, really. I was watching Gary V, who is again another marketeer online. He was talking about the technology we have in our hands now. 20 years ago, they didn't even have that in Hollywood. So think about that. Use your own photographs. I haven't shared this, but again, this is a little bonus tip for you. And I would take a picture of this is that pictures of yourself, whether you like posting them or not, you will always get because we're human beings and we're wired to look at other people. It's a bit of an innate unconscious driver for us. And whenever you post a picture of yourself, it doesn't matter. You need to get over yourself. You don't have to have your makeup perfect or whatever, or have shaved or whatever you you, is going on in your head about why I can't post a photograph, but you will always get more impressions every time you do that. If you are recording videos on your iPhone, use the Boyer microphone. You can get it on Amazon. It's really inexpensive. It's probably 15 quid, something like that. You might have, when you you go back and you watch this again, you'll see, I think Paul had a little microphone, which was a Boyer mic, and that will elevate your videos to a completely different level. And the other thing is use a tripod, because even though you think you've got a really steady hand, camera shake can happen. And again, you can get an Amazon tripod for less than 20 quid and you're all set up. So that those are one things that I'm going to say could can really help you. AI, everyone's talking about chat GPT. There are other AI softwares. It is revolutionizing what we can do at the moment. I think particularly for marketeers. The one thing I would say to you is sometimes think like and and I have used chat GPT And I use it and I have a paid account because I use it for creating SOPs and different things. Is I think of it as a bit of like the nine, 10 year old child. It's full of enthusiasm and it thinks it can do things really well. But when you make sure that you reread, because it does sometimes look 
like it's been written by a bot. So I would say if you're going to use something like a tool like that, which for some of you, it, it probably could work, depends on the level of your brand and who you're putting your content in front of. It just needs a good edit and you need to keep telling it to rewrite things. Just go through it and read it because it, it becomes very repetitive. It doesn't put things necessarily in the right place. So when people are reading content, they want it to be logical. So you just need to be care of that. The thing to think about is though, it's great for ideas. So it is good for ideas or a title. Currently, it is not going to give you any data after 2021. And a lot has happened. So if you want to write some just-in-time content, it's not going to be particularly useful for you. However, it's something for some of you that you might want to look at. Just think about if you're a premium brand, it won't speak in your tone of voice, no matter how hard you train it. Just unfortunately, at the moment, I think probably in a few years it will, but at the moment it's not got that capability. Build internal capability. Anyone can learn how to to write. If you want to know more about building your capability, then do get in contact with us. We're going to talk more about Superfast Circle as the as the week goes on and how we can help you. But you know, do get in contact with us. It is important to build internal capability in today's world. As we all know, somebody leaves our organization. Yes, we can get a recruiter to replace them, but at some point, people in an organization need to know how to do certain things. You can, did you want to say something? I was going to say that, as, you know, in terms of writing, I think it's not just about writing content either, because we've got quite a few people that we work with in terms of how they're developing, how they're writing ads. So writing is a skill generally that can mm-hmm. actually have an impact in other parts of the business. Yeah, absolutely. You can outsource to an agency. You can outsource to a freelancer to get content created. Be mindful that recruitment is different. And I remember trying to, even when we had, we built our writing team, trying to explain to them about recruitment and clients and candidates and how we had to write for both types of people wasn't the easiest thing. So anticipate with anybody, it will be a learning curve. And similarly, you do get what you pay for. It's not that you shouldn't be sort of outsourcing to somebody and then rewriting it when it comes back. That's not how it should be. Depending on the size of the agency, you working with an agency that's on the ball, everything else that really understands recruitment, there aren't a huge amount of them out there. I suppose we are one because we of some of the things that we do, which I said we'll tell you about. But do expect that this isn't going to be in the hundreds for you. This is going to be in the thousands when you outsource to people like that. But you might want to try a freelancer. That's something else that you could think about. The other thing is obviously come and talk to us about Superfast Circle. We provide content. You've seen some examples of it there for our clients. We provide blog posts, we provide social media that then they can just adapt and edit for the sector. It works incredibly well. We don't have hundreds and hundreds of people in Superfast Circle for a reason, because that's we want we want to give a lot of personal service to the people with, that we work with. So those are things that you need to think about with your content options and, and resources. 
So let me just give you some takeaways here. First of all is stop overthinking it and just start. I know sometimes for some of you, that's easier said than done. Something I always remember that when I first started teaching years ago, and the person that my, my mentor said, Denise, you've got a degree in this subject more than they do. They haven't even got an O level in it. That's what they want to do. You can teach them. So just remember that for you, and I've got, I know we've got a lot of really experienced people listening to this live now and we'll be listening to it later. They a lot about your market. You know a lot about recruiting. You are just giving nuggets of advice and just start. No one is going to come and challenge you about what you've written because they can't challenge you because you've got an understanding. I think the other thing here, Chanji, do you want to say a little bit about this, that about the posting jobs uh, only or third-party content? I know because you, you've spoken to a few people about this recently, haven't you? Well, I think probably everybody's got the message that you can no longer just post jobs because your jobs will not get the attention that you want them to get because people will just get fed up of seeing the same thing in your feed and you need to add value. But I think the, the other thing as well that, that I do see quite a lot of is the perception, and I can see where it comes from as well, the perception that, well, I'll share some third-party content and that will blend with my job posting. And of course, Denise showed you an example of where one of our clients show, shares some content about what's happening in his local business economy. Now, because he's got so much other content, then it, it blends in very easily. And his ratio of that piece of third-party content is incredibly small compared to everything else. But here's the thing about only sharing third-party content and you thinking that is adding value. It is to a degree. However, that when people, when you share content from the BBC or from some of your industry websites and people click that link, they are going to go to the BBC. They are going to go to that other third-party website. They are not going to come back to your website. And so that's not necessarily, well, that's just not pulling people back and, and driving traffic to your site. So a small element of this is fine, as Denise has chatted through, but I do see people who, who really think they're adding a lot of value. And yes, you are in one way, but you're not adding value to your business through driving people traffic, through driving traffic to your website. So share it in real moderation. Ooh. I think I've I think you've got the fact yeah. that you're an expert that that sharing what you do is really anointing you as the expert. It's not going to lose your business. Just because you've shared a post on interview skills doesn't mean that somebody's going to not work with you because of that. Just remember that. And I would say just start where you feel comfortable and build from there. I, I am a great fan of video because I see the difference it makes for some of our clients. And there's a resurgence on videos again at the moment. Just start writing some posts. Just start with some of the ideas that we've got there. I'm sure many of you have got a blog page on your website. You've got some content. You've got a guide. You could take a paragraph out of a guide. You could share it on LinkedIn. I'm sure all of you, I'm sure absolutely all of you have that. So I've got a couple of questions that have come through, which we'll, I'm going to answer. But let me just 
do the homework piece. And let me just share with you uh, a few things here. I just take a picture of this now before you go. And because there's two links here that will show you how to use a tool that I've mentioned here, the scheduling tool on LinkedIn. Some of you may have used it already. Others may not. And another place to get content ideas as well. So these are, this is the homework for you overnight that you can, you can do is really just do an audit of what content. And Steve was very honest to say, no, he hadn't posted a, a bit of promotional content like that. What content did you post last week and where? Did you post at all last week with the exception of a job post? Did you did you post any value-add content last week at all? What days did you post? When you think about the theme, the content themes, did you post anything personal branding? Did you post a testimonial? And just do your own mini audit. What exactly did I do? And then here's something for you to do differently is using the examples that we shared. And you've got, obviously, you've got positioning, personal branding, employer branding, and promotional. Then think about three pieces of content and use, and I've used LinkedIn. You could use Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm thinking about LinkedIn because it's easy. Post one piece of content from each theme before Friday. So you've got 48 hours to post this. And an easy way to do this, if you want to do it, is use the scheduling tool. So when you go to post on your profile, then what you need to do, post the content. And then at the bottom, you'll see a little clock. Click the clock and it'll say, when do you want to schedule this post? And then you can schedule it in advance. I've done a little video, which is just here, really simple, that all you need to do is paste that into Google and it will bring up our sort of video platform and you'll be able to see that there. For some of you thinking about, I'm not quite sure what ideas can I post? I created, again, this is content ideas, LinkedIn. You just need to think about that. Paste that into Google and it's literally a two or three minute video And it just shows you when you're on your LinkedIn homepage, on the right-hand side, it'll say news. And you can actually see what some of the most read posts are on LinkedIn. And some of them will be really relevant to your market. And you can make a little comment or you can write a post on something. So lots of things that, that you can do. Yeah, let's see. We've got questions. We've got a couple here about automation tools and fair. What is the three to one? Andy, you want to be sharing three pieces of content that aren't promotional versus one. Because otherwise you'll start to hack people off. People become a bit like blind to what you're posting. Nothing wrong in posting promotional content, but think about out the balance. Somebody's asked about automation tools, <coughs> excuse me, and Do I think you should use automation tools? I think they're incredibly useful. And these are like social media posting tools. Yes, use them. There are multiple ones on the market. Hootsuite is very, and for those of you that haven't used them, it's just a case of basically you can upload your content and it will post out to various platforms at different times. One I would recommend is something called Meet Edgar. As in, again, I am not affiliated to to these. We personally use it. 
and it's M E T Edgar, E-D-G-A-R, meedgar.com. Uh, brilliant piece of software. You connect your social media accounts to it. And what I really love about Me Edgar is it will put things into categories for you. So you can have a category that could be promotional. You could have a category. You see how this works. You've got a category. It could be employee branding. could have a category. Candidates could have a category clients. So lots of different things there. Any other questions? I've got another couple here, but I'm just conscious about that. The, the other thing is SmarterQ. That's another uh, piece of software. Yes, there is an amazing bit of software called Pager. Some of you may know it. It is a lot more expensive depending on the size of your organization. That works incredibly well. A lot of people use it. We have clients that use it and they really love it. And we have clients that use SmarterQ and Meet Edgar. Someone's also asked about posting on LinkedIn company pages versus personal profiles. I would say post on your person, post on both, but post on your personal profile because you will have, I suspect, a lot more connections on your personal profile. I know some people on here and some people that we are connected to probably have, I don't know, five, six, seven. We know one person that has 20,000 LinkedIn connections. So if you're not posting on your personal profile, you're going to miss all those. And yet, if you've only got five or 600 people on your company page, there's only those five or 600 people are going to see your content. So make sure that you are, are, are doing that from a content point of view. Sharon, was there yeah, anything that, else? That, no, that's loads and I'm mindful just a little bit over time. I'm sure everybody's got places to go. This will be edited. I'll try and get it up later this afternoon. I've got a few calls after this. If anyone wants to have a conversation with us about how we can help, obviously just drop us an email and we can have a chit chat about what we do and how that might help you. Any other questions before we go that we can help you with? Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Okay, so... Just a final point is for those that are here in the air. This works. I showed you Karen's example. This absolutely works because we are living in an online world at the moment. Being able to rock up and talk to a candidate or a client in the same way that you used to do and persuade them at a networking event. The majority of people live their life online. They are searching and looking in the middle of the night for people like you. Make sure that they can find you and content is a way through for you. So I'll just check any more people and then you're welcome. Thank you, Heather. Good to see you. So I think we'll draw it to a close today. We're back tomorrow. And tomorrow, thank you, Aldrin, you're welcome. We're back tomorrow. We're talking funnels, good old funnels. So how you can put some of the content that we're talking about today into action. So look forward to seeing you then. So yeah, take care then. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this podcast and this year you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. This is a unique marketing program designed specifically for recruiters and their marketeers. You get access to two virtual marketing directors. You get consultancy. You get your hand held through the whole process, training, consulting, and we provide content resources. 
So go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash join and check out what's available.